You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Super cool. You know, this is the second to last, this is the last Thursday, as people listen to this, the last Thursday with no football until January. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, because next Thursday is the Hall of Fame game, right? That's right. Steelers, Cowboys, Najee Harris, Trayvon Diggs, J.C. Hassenhauer, lots of dudes. Mika Fitzpatrick. Mika Fitzpatrick. I, I got Amari to about Najee being in Pittsburgh. Amari. That's right. Man, we got we got a lot of dudes. Yeah, we got a lot of dudes. Speaking of that, and I want to get into – I know you, I put out a bonus pod today for you uh, doing a little recap on Kobe Prentice, which we will talk about probably in the next segment. I'm on my way um, to another sales trip. And so I'm driving in the car as per usual. And I just saw something on Twitter and it blew my mind. And I need to try and pull it back up here. But do you know what Alabama's record is since the last expansion in the SEC alone? So since A&M and Missouri was added? Correct. Mm. I believe they were added for the 2012 season. I think that was their first year Correct. in the league, if, that, if that, that's right. So that's, so Alabama's record since 2012. In the SEC this, alone. Uh, oh, in the SEC alone. Does Alabama have 70 SEC wins? The record is 67 and seven. And here's what's amazing Ooh. about that. This is when you know things are good. I mean, so that was... Essentially 10 years ago. I guess they've been in the league nine years, right? Is that right? Okay. 12, this will be 21. the ninth year. Yeah, right. No, this will be the 10th year because 12. This will be the 10th year. Yeah. Correct. So it's tenth been year. nine nine years. Yeah. Okay. So Alabama has 67 wins. What's amazing is I could have – I easily rattled off, as soon as I saw this, the seven losses. Auburn three times, Ole Miss twice, LSU once, A&M once. We lost to um, an Auburn team that played for a national championship. We lost to an Auburn team that won the SEC West. We lost to an Auburn team when we were severely depleted in 19. We, and, and we doinked field goals in all those games, I think. Um, then we lost to uh, LSU when they won the national championship, went undefeated, arguably had one of the top two or three best seasons of all time in college football. And we lost to... Texas A&M when they had the Heisman winner and they caught every freaking break you could catch. And he won the Heisman on our game alone. We lost to Ole Miss twice uh, when we once when we had five turnovers and they had none. And another time when we just, we played a shitty game, they just beat us. And that's it. That's it. On the road. It, what does it say about humans and our humanity? What does it say about us? Uh, I, I bet that's pretty common across. Now, not everybody is 67 and 7, but I think most of us hardcore Bama fans, and you're a hardcore Bama fan if you're listening to the show, 
uh, we know those losses and we name them, and it's almost like those those losses have names to those games because we remember them so well. Yet if we tried to run through the sixty-seven wins, we wouldn't remember crap. No, like, oh, you yeah, know we won that game. I have no idea what happened in it. So Jimmy, one of my favorite movies is Rounders. Um, really love that movie. And in that movie, Matt Damon talks about uh, a poker pro that said, look, it's, it's really strange. The thing about poker is nobody ever remembers when they got lucky on the river or when they won a big pot, um, you know, just by, by happenstance. But they can remember with incredible accuracy when they got sucked out on, you know. And that's so true. But it's so much easier for us to remember losses because there are only seven of them in nine years in the conference. That's insane. Well, it's, easy. it's easier to remember seven things than 67. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and, and here's the other thing. The other, the other thing about this, the next closest to us is Georgia. Georgia, Georgia. And, and they have go, uh, 57. 55 and 18. 55 and 18. Which- which is an incredible record over over nine you know nine ten nine seasons in the SEC. That's an incredible record, and the fact that we have lapped them, and at a time when the SEC is the best conference. I mean, I know now that we're adding Texas and Oklahoma, it's a no brainer, not even worth argument anymore. But seriously, all during this time, the SEC has been the best conference in college football, and Nick Saban has dominated the best conference. Alabama's record would be impressive, Luke, if this was the ACC or the Pac-12. But he's doing this in the SEC, where you play four, every year you play four SEC teams on the road, and then you play the best one uh, in the neutral side at the end. And, and he's still just, what, seven losses in the conference in nine seasons. That's ridiculous. That's insanity. Now, and you keep going down this list, LSU, who's, you know, they've had a nice little run in here, but they're 49 and 25. So that's essentially, you know, 66%, I guess. Which which is really good. And the toughest conference, that's really good. Auburn, I'm going to skip down to Auburn. By the way, A&M is 42 and 31. Auburn is 39 and 35. And by my quick count, and maybe I'm wrong. If there's an Auburn fan listening, they'll tell me if I'm wrong. I think Auburn has lost at least once to every other SEC school since the expansion, except Missouri. And I think Auburn's only played Missouri twice, and once in an SEC championship game and once at Missouri. But now I could be wrong about that, but I think they've only played them twice. I know they've lost to Vanderbilt in 12. I know they've lost to Kentucky. I know they've lost to Arkansas, Tennessee. Ole Miss, they lost to South Carolina last year. Uh, they lost to Mississippi State. I mean, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, yep. not, I'm, what I'm saying is Auburn hadn't been bad, but it just goes to show you how hard this is. And, I mean, it's ins- we're, we're going to be blown away in 20 years when Saban finally powers down his cyborg battery pack and decides to retire to Lake Burton, but I'm assuming he can't get wet because he is made mostly of wires and electricity. Um, we're going to be blown away when somebody writes a book about the incredibleness 
of this run. It, we don't appreciate it enough in the moment because you never do in the moment. The only thing you appreciate in the moment generally is sex, right? I mean, you're like, I'm so glad I'm so glad I'm here. I'm so glad I'm a part of this. Um, but, uh, but, you know, we're going to, well, boy, we're going to wax poetic about this mother forever. But, Jimmy, let me go ahead and take a break. Um, I want to tell everybody about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is where you want to go to get that bet in. Look, you want to bet on Major League Baseball? I would not bet on the Braves right now. You don't know what you're going to get out of those guys. But you know what? Maybe you're uh, a risk taker, so go do what you want to at betonline.ag. Use promo code locked on, get a 50% welcome bonus. Can't beat that with a stick. Meanwhile, while you're waiting on that Braves game to start, you can play poker. You can play blackjack. You can bet on reality TV. You can bet on college football futures. They've got Heisman odds already up. They got everything you want. And if you ever want to suggest a, a prop bet, send it to Jimmy and me, and we'll send it into betonline.ag. They may put it up. I'm not kidding. I've seen them do it. Uh, betonline.eg, ton of fun, easy to navigate, easy to pay in, even easier to pay out. Go to betonline.ag. You will not regret this. You will love them. Meanwhile, I want to tell you about Built Bar. Go to built.com, B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com. No, just B-U-I-L-T.com. I always say builtbar.com. I bet you builtbar.com gets you there too, but go to built.com. That's what you want to do. Or just Google Built Bar. That's even better. Don't listen to me. Listen to me when I tell you to buy from Built Bar, but don't necessarily listen to me when I tell you about the website because sometimes I screw up. I'm driving a car. I'm trying to do a podcast. I'm multitasking, probably severely illegal, but that's okay. Go to built.com. Check them out. Use um, promo code LOCK15, 15% off that order. You got a multitude of flavors all waiting for you, baby. You're going to love them. Good for a keto diet. Also good for Jimmy's Kato diet. that That's a diet where you eat a built bar and then fall asleep on OJ's couch. Um, so I do that. Go, go to built.com. Give them a whirl. You'll love them. Built bar. Jimmy, Kobe Prentice, commits to Alabama. Go ahead and give us another wrap up for those who missed your bonus pod. Well, first, cool that we made a player named Kobe. Um, secondly, uh, fast, fast, fast. I, I know and on the one hand, you know, that's so bland. That's not a good, complete description. But in this case, it is. Uh, and by that, I mean, you, you've got to recruit speed. Sure, Dr. Ray has figured out, you know, how you can tweak things, make kids a little faster. But in general, uh, you know, you have to recruit speed to your program. You, you can't create it in the laboratory. And uh, Kobe Prentice can really, really run. Uh, he will be a candidate to be the fastest player on the team uh, when he arrives. So in and of itself, you just take the kid for his speed. But what makes him a really good prospect, Luke, is, is you, you have football skill on top of the speed. This is not just a guy that you just have to teach to catch the football. No, he's got ball skills. I tell you what, 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 what kind of sold me on him is when I found out I hadn't seen tape of it. But what really started selling me on is when I heard that as a, a young player in the ninth and 10th grade, he played running back. And I, I love that to me because what track guy plays running back? None. Track guys play wide receiver and defensive back and, and get away from the scrum at the line of scrimmage. Here's a guy that like at 150 pounds in the ninth grade was slamming the ball between the tackles. And I, I think that just goes to show, you know, this, this kid is not, 
a track star uh, that wants to play football. This is a football player with track speed. And for that reason, he may be very good at Alabama. Now, is he a five-star? No. Is he a slam-dunk superstar player at the next level? No. Uh, there's a lot to learn, and he's not the biggest kid. He, he's listed at 5'10", 171. Uh, that's probably close to accurate, but it's also fair for the cynics out there that say, well, he's listed at 5'10", that means he's under 5'10". Oh, okay, prob- maybe, maybe, but a lot of kids are. And uh, the fact of the matter is, as far as size at wide receiver, Luke, it's like a sliding scale. Hey, if you're, if you're 6'3 or taller, you can get away with running a 4'7". And, and play wide receiver and be good. And, and now if you get down to about 6'2", you better be around 4'6". If you get down to 6 foot, you better be 4'5". If you get under 6 foot, you better be 4'4". Four, four. <laughs> and, that, and, that, and that's the way it just works in, in the SEC. And Kobe does have that sub 4'4 four, four speed. Yeah, he's under 6 foot tall, but he runs sub 4'4", four, four, so it makes up for it. So uh, I don't think size is a big problem with him. But uh, in terms of boxes, you're looking to check. Not the biggest kid, not the thickest kid, but he can fly. And what is the number? If you're a wide receiver in the SEC, give me your number one trait. To me, it's going to be speed every time, and uh, he's got it. So I know he's not ranked too high yet. I do feel like this is a guy that's going to get his Bama bump, but frankly, he would also get a Texas bump or a USC bump or a Missouri bump because – once the analysts really dive into his story and his numbers and his tape, uh, he would get bumped up regardless of where he committed. So the rankings will rise, his ratings will rise, and this was is a solid pickup for Alabama. Let's see what Alabama does with his last two or three wide receiver spots. I'm in love with Barry and Brown on three. Uh, just last night announced that uh, that even though Barry and Brown ranks in like the hundreds. In the 24-7 composite, he is an on-three five-star. So, and I don't dispute it. I said it the first time we watched the tape and talked about it on the show, that, hey, if somebody told me Barry and Brown's a five-star, I wouldn't argue with them. And now on-three has made him a five-star. So uh, Alabama's in a, a leader for Barry and Brown. And then, then how about let's, let's, let's end the wide receiver class with a super highly ranked guy, whether – you know, in the end, rankings don't really, really matter. But and since we'd be picking up a Kobe Prentice and a Barry Brown is in the 100s in the composite, how about ending the receiver class with a guy that's a five-star across the board, that being Evan Stewart from Texas? And I think Alabama's got a really good shot at him. So if you end up with a wide receiver group of Prentice and, 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 and Barry and Brown and uh, Evan Stewart, uh, wow, that'd be a wow group for me at wide receiver. Yeah, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take another break. Got a couple of questions about that uh, when we come back. I love that receiver group. I wonder where um, Amari Kelly fits into that yep. group potentially. You know, of course, Buett Trustful. Um, what do you think? I mean, is he a plan B guy in your eyes? Well, I'll say this. To this point, what I've heard, to this point, what I've heard is he's a take. So I'm assuming that's true. Uh, I've heard that he's a take, and I've watched his tape, and I believe this is an SEC football player, and he he deserves and should have a spot in the SEC somewhere, uh, which is the best conference in college football. So we'll see. I think that's a real interesting kid in terms of how good is he versus other guys on the board, you know, at wide receiver for Alabama. Um, 
ultimately that's going to be a tough decision. But but based on what I hear, he's an Alabama take. Okay. Uh, I dig that. I wonder if Alabama would take four receivers again. It's it's happened before. Um, I don't know that we would do that, but we'll just have to wait and see. And then, of course, Earl Little Jr. tweeted out that he'll be at Alabama this weekend. That's a nice little surprise, right? Yeah, he's one of Alabama's top priorities. Uh, I think this is a kid that that uh, I, I get the impression that Alabama really, really likes him. Now, I think there have been some questions concerning his size. And see, that's a real common thing for, for folks that just want to know more and more about, you know, the sausage factory and, and on the inside. You know, a main reason that these that these schools demand that these kids come on campus before they commit uh, some of it is they want to talk to the kid in person, look him in the eye, and, and determine, hey, is this a guy we want to be in our program? Some kids just aren't a fit. And, 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 but, but here's the number one reason. Uh, colleges doubt these listed sizes for all these kids. They doubt it. And it's huge to the colleges. It's huge. I mean, for instance, we're just about Kobe Prentice's size, right, and talking about how he's listed at 5'10", 171. Um, you know, he was in camp at Alabama, and I assure you, after he ran that four three eight, I can bet what happened is they're like, um, take off your shoes and your helmet and come over here and stand against this wall, Kobe, because as soon as they determined he was a certain size, he became he became a take with that four three eight speed. So Alabama's like probably, and I'm exaggerating, but they're like, as soon as he runs a four three eight, like we are taking this guy unless he's five six. You know, and, and so they, they want to measure, they want to measure these dudes. And, uh, and I think with an Earl Little, I mean, I think that's, that's why you get him on campus and, and, and then you find out exactly how much he weighs, how tall is he, how long is his arms, and, and those sort of measurements that are important to you. And, and you need that stuff and you need to do it yourself. Coaches just do not trust the uh, measurements that are put out in, in other places. They want to see for themselves because it's just, you, you can't just, take a six foot three lineman and sign him and then he gets to campus and you find out that he's five eleven and three quarters. Yeah, wouldn't it have been funny if Kobe Prentice runs a four three eight and they look at him and they're like, I think he's five ten. And then they say, okay, now take your shoes off and come over here and line up against this wall. And they realize he was wearing platform cleats. And he <laughs> two. Uh, okay. We didn't see the platform cleats. Okay. We got to let you go, Kobe. But no, I, I'm glad we got Kobe. Uh, yeah. And I wonder if he's named for Kobe Bryant. I wonder. He would be at the right age uh, to certainly be that. I mean, even yeah. kids older uh, than him are probably named after Kobe. And uh, no, to me, it's a really cool name. Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, that's going to do it for the back tomorrow.